Welcome to Living Light Radio with your host, Ranbir Poir. That's me, where we'll give you a dose of inspiration, application, and adaptation every single week so you can embrace the light of your life and live the life of your dreams. I hope you'll join us every Friday. Welcome back. As most of the world, as we know it, is coming to what feels like a screeching halt, many people are unsure of how to move forward. You know, when you think about the significant shift that just happened, you're used to moving at a much faster pace, you're used to instant gratification, you're used to a convenient lifestyle, even if that lifestyle was really quite intense. Now things, most things, feel inconvenient and that's going to impact your patience. And you know that saying, (laughs) patience is a virtue, though hearing that right now may make you feel like throwing something. That's okay. And how most people are either already feeling or They may be feeling this way in a week or so where they want to throw stuff, right? Dictionary.com tells us that patience means the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. Being tolerant, even during suffering. That's kind of the biggest takeaway I have from that definition because being tolerant during suffering that that's what we're going to try to practice here. You know, when you're trying to develop the habit of patience in the face of this massive challenge, it can feel like an impossible mountain to climb. And when you couple that with the guilt you feel because you're feeling impatient, when according to the memes online, you have no right to be, especially because or especially if you're not on the front lines, you're not supposed to feel impatient, you're not supposed to have these feelings. And that can be really confusing right now, because you feel what you feel. It is what it is. But you also know that if you don't develop patience, your stress levels will continue to rise. And that's really bad for your immune system. And now's the time you want to stay healthy more than ever. You do not want to, you know, have your cortisol levels go up. You don't want that inflammation to go up and you don't want your white blood cell count to go down, right? You want that, all that good stuff to be working for you. And you all have various levels of tolerance. Some of you have more patience for those closest to your heart, while others have more patience for strangers. Some of you are triggered at the slightest discomfort. In contrast, many others may only lose their patience when they feel pushed past a personal boundary. No matter which category you fall into, the first step in developing a habit of patience is being present. Yep, corny and trite, but it's true. So you might as well start with this. So being present can also be called being mindful. And one of the top mindfulness techniques is to focus on your breath. By putting your awareness on your breathing, you are distracting what Buddhists call your monkey mind. The monkey mind is responsible for your unsettled, uncontrollable, relentless, restless, and indecisive thoughts. 
these sorts of thoughts distract you from what is actually happening in the moment. Give that monkey in your mind a banana while you focus on using your deep breaths, slow and steady, to instruct your parasympathetic nervous system to calm your body down. These long, deep breaths help you manage your stress response. This is simple, but it feels complicated for many because you have to be disciplined to put it into practice. And then when you don't have the discipline, then you beat yourself up and it goes in this sort of endless loop. But this simple act of focusing on your breath helps decrease anxiety and fear. It is the banana for the monkey mind because it'll reduce your racing thoughts. So use that quick, quick technique to get present. Okay. And the other thing you can do, which I've talked about before, is asking yourself, is that thing that I'm imagining, is it happening right now? Is the thing that I'm thinking about, is it happening to me right now? And if it's not, you're out of the moment. The second thing is to get friendly. <laughs> so imagine that the challenge you're facing is there for you. Sure, it may feel like a love-hate relationship as you try to get inside the eye of the storm, as you look for your lesson, but try to get cozy with it. Many of us have an easier time befriending the chaos because it's almost like an addiction of sorts. It feels more believable. It feels more comfortable than trying to believe that there's something good in this challenge for you. It takes effort and energy to look for that pot of gold. It's not easy, but it's certainly better than the alternative because in the long run, you'll be much better off. Focus on small ways you can look for what's right about this experience. Water what you want to grow. Look for what's right. Uh, lets you decide whether you're going to grow food and flowers. And looking for what's wrong is, you know, letting you grow weeds. You get to choose. The next thing is to take inventory. Step three, audit your thoughts and your time. This requires step number one, being in the present so you can actually hear your inner dialogue because without being you know, present, it's very difficult to hear and take inventory. So create some awareness on how you're using your time. Ask yourself, do you feel good about it? And if you don't, what's one small, super small step you can take to change it so it matches your wishes more than your fears? The next thing you ask yourself, are your thoughts productive? They don't have to be positive necessarily, just productive. And if not, once again, what's the one most unproductive thought that you have? Just one. And then write down what's the opposite of that thought. Work on swapping out just that one thought pattern. When you have that under control, then work on the next most pressing one and so on and so on. Don't try to like change everything in one fell sweep. You need to take steps here. Taking inventory allows you to be okay with reality, no judgment, simply acceptance, and it's an important step in developing your patience. Step four is start responding. What does that mean? I'm saying or suggesting, discussing an idea that I think it's better for you to respond instead of reacting. Responding is seeing the challenge for what it is, and then planning accordingly in that productive way. Reacting is usually, um, it usually leads to contracted thinking and planning. So you can't 
um, keep the end game in mind. In fact, when you're reacting, you can barely see the next play, let alone the end result. So reacting often happens when you try to resist the reality of what's testing your patience. Responding allows you to work from your desired end result backwards so you can determine your next best step. Responding gives you a sense of control, which is really, really important during hard times. You really want to feel in control. And in this case, feeling like you can exercise control over something, even if it's small, really goes a long way in helping you feel calm and safe. So it's a big deal. And step number five, stop multitasking. If you're like most people, you jump from thought to thought or from task to task. You have a lot of tabs open, but you don't necessarily finish or complete the thought or the task. Life interrupted, right? Multitasking can drain your patient's reserves because you're usually spending too much time trying to figure out what you're supposed to do next or where you left off. What did you need from the grocery store again? Like, what was it? And because you can't stay on top of all of your multitasking, you'll lose patience with yourself or others because you don't feel in control. Adopting a habit to do one task at a time expands your mental bandwidth, which means more patience. Also, you'll accomplish so much more when you stop trying to multitask and you're going to feel better about yourself. Lastly, I'm going to leave you with this one little reminder, a little tidbit. Please don't confuse having patience with being a pushover. They're two totally different things. You can still set personal and professional boundaries and exercise patience. They're just two very different things. That's a whole different topic of conversation, but I just wanted to leave that and plant that seed here because a lot of people get those things confused. So I'd love for you to head over to the show notes and go to the blog post and share with us what pushes your patience buttons and are you in tune with your triggers? It'd be really cool to know what are the triggers for you as well. So if you can head over to the show notes and click through to the website, you'll be able to share your thoughts with us or you can go to triple W. Actually, it's not triple W. Just type in because we have some security on the site now. It's just type in freewithin.me forward slash patience and it'll take you to the post as well. And once again, if you don't mind sharing this podcast um, or the blog post with people um, on your in your social circles, on your social media and all of that, that goes a long way for my small little business. So thank you so much for your support and I will see you here next week. Thanks for tuning in today. Please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and to visit our site, www.freewithin.me. Talk to you next week.